Yeah, we're going to do a surprise topic. Hey, I'm Obi, that's Ed, and we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. Get us wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe, like us, uh, share us with your friends. You know, we're trying to build a little following here. Ed, how are you? Doing well, Obi. Summer is kicking into full gear. The grass is getting brown. I'm getting hot. What are you going to do? There's not a lot you can do with this summer heat. Uh, and we don't even have it that bad in the Northeast compared to uh, states like Texas. But it is rough. It's been some bad days today. And yesterday were gorgeous. So, you know, not wood. That's right. So uh, we, we have a couple of subjects we, we got to talk about. But uh, I know I have one subject, you have a, a rant, and you have a surprise subject. But I'm going to come up first with my surprise subject for you, which isn't a surprise. It's more of a, a gentle letdown. But I will not be able to go to the concert with you on Sunday after trying to make it happen for myself. Ed and I were going to get together in person for the first time since we started this podcast. Or, and uh, Ed, I cannot go because I start a new job on Monday. And there's just no way I could figure out how to get back from after Metallica show to home to work on Sunday. Because I'm an old fuck. And we know that one of the worst things about me is I go to bed early. Yeah, that's the problem. You should just suck it up, get home at 2 in the morning, turn around and work. You work virtual anyway. I don't know what your problem is. But okay, whatever. It's going to be, you know what? That, that show's going to be epic because I'm going to go by myself. And it's just going to be epic. So, I mean, who who did you did you just buy the lot of tickets and, or did people back out of it? Well, I, I had, so when the tickets went on sale, I talked to a, a cousin of mine who said he'd go. So I was all set. And he's a young guy, lives in the city, says he's got a bunch of friends that like the openers. Ice Nine Kills and some other one on Sunday. So I'm like, all right, I'll get four tickets. Um, if your friends, you know, I'm sure your friends will come. He's like, yeah, I think they'll come. And otherwise, we'll figure it out. And it just so worked out that not only did his friends bail, but he got invited to a wedding. So he bailed. So he's going Friday night. It's a two-night concert, Friday and Sunday. So he's going Sunday. Never got any friends for Friday or Sunday. So those two tickets are out. Everyone I try is either away or starting a new job or some other cockamamie bullshit. So I got two extra tickets, plus I got his ticket on Sunday. So now I got to start to think, do I try to get some of my money back, sell those two tickets, and see if I can pick up a hitchhiker on Sunday on the way? Uh, you know, if, if you were young, you would definitely be able to pick up a hitchhiker. But those days may be beyond you. Yeah. So anyway... That's why, but I'm going to the concert. I'm old. This might be my last time to see them or the last time I'm up to seeing them. So I'm going. I don't give a shit. Look, I I, I applaud you. And I'm very disappointed that uh, the, the timing of this, because the, I'm going to work for, uh, it's a complete lateral move within the company, but for somebody who I have been friends with in the work and out of work for uh, close to 10 plus, close to maybe 15 years now we've worked you're, together. You're not making this better for yourself because if you know the person that well, you could probably, A, take the day off or B, at least like start the day slow. So one I mean, of the things I was- Seriously, like you're really not I making this easier. I can I considered, but he's not around, right? He he has uh, two places of residence. One is Jersey and the other is Ohio. 
And if he had been in Jersey, the plan, my plan was, guess what? We're not working on Monday. We'll work on Sunday at the concert. You know, you'll bring me up to speed. We'll both take Monday off. No, two hour drive up, two hour drive back. But he is in Ohio, so not not able. You know what? Somebody might listen to this podcast on Friday and hit me up for Sunday. Who knows? We'll see. That's right. Hey, if you're interested, hit up Ed or hit me up and I'll get you to Ed so you can go see the show uh, and meet Ed. What a great opportunity that is. Meet Ed in person at the Metallica show. Make sure you contact me and I'll hook you up with Ed and you can see what kind of idiot he is in real life. It'll be great. It'll be absolutely fantastic. I think people will be uh, let down for sure if they think I'm an idiot, but that's all right. You never know. So that's oh, but you got, but you had another thing that was going to get in the way of this show, right? You got another thing. I I did, and it was it was the combination of the two. And I said, I got a wedding I have to go to this weekend. My brother-in-law is finally getting married. Um, Both of my children have to be groomsmen in this wedding, and so we've got the whole Friday, Saturday, full-blown wedding experience to work through. uh, In the you know, with all due respect to my brother-in-law, it just sucks to be the parents in this case with an under 18-year-old child involved in the wedding. And, you know, did he have to buy his own tux? No. Somebody else had to put the bill for a couple of uh, suits. And uh, is he responsible to get himself to the wedding on time? No. That, that falls on my, me too. Well, no, the wedding, that's a lie. The wedding, we're sending it together. But the rehearsal dinner, we are going to bring him down. You know, we just got all this extra stuff to do for this wedding and it's a little um aggravating and you know and it's not his fault you know i'm happy he chose my sons as groomsmen but it's rough it's very rough well what was the bachelor party like with a couple underage uh groomsmen i mean uh, all right so did the bachelor you, party you, you, happen you, it, this is a very complicated wedding the bride i may have told you this the bride's brother is also getting married on the same day in the same wedding so no, no you never told me this so this is like a um an eight is enough type crap where you got two weddings going on we do got two weddings going on so we have my brother-in-law and his uh fiance they get married well, then is, are they so are they the opening act they go they, first they're the opening act okay they get married. Uh, there is a, um, they're calling it a cocktail hour when pictures will, and basically that's pictures happening. And then um, the bride changes out of her bridesmaid gown and into, uh, one, out of her bride's gown into a bridesmaid's gown. She's one of the bridesmaids for her brother's wedding, which we will not be attending. Uh we are going back to our hotel room at that point. Um, and then that wedding happens. And then you got all the pictures. Yeah. And then you have your reception. All right. So you get to go drink at the cocktail hour, go back, little hanky-panky, then come back for the no. reception and dinner? No hanky-panky because the boys, my boys, are not in the second wedding. They will be coming back to the hotel with us, as will my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law, my other brother-in-law. I don't know about the brother-in-law getting married. So Bro, a couple, couple pro tip moves here. Get a couple right. hotel rooms. It's worth the money. Okay. Well, we have, we have 
one for my family of four, and then another couple of hotels for the. Yeah, for yeah. I, so you need your your shorter room. It sounds like that's the only pro tip I got for you, by the way. Okay. Well. Oh, and brush your teeth after the cocktail hour. That's my other pro tip. Maybe. I will. I will. I will brush my teeth and suggest my kids go hang out with their grandma. Oh, you know what you could do? Give them quarters so they can go to the arcade. Quarters for the arcade. Yes. Okay. You should bring, depending on what hotel you're staying at, you should bring quarters for the bed as well. <laughs> yes. No, it's not one of your... Uh, your, your <laughs> so, oh, it's not one of my spaces. <laughs> all right. So, all right. There's so much to unpack with this, and you're going to get in a lot of trouble because people may be at this wedding that listen to this episode. So you, I know you're, you're walking a gingerly line here, but I'm not. No, you're not. So you're going to ask and I'm going to answer as PC as possible. Yeah. So, so how does a bride decide to give up her day and share it with someone else? And that also means changing into another dress. How does that happen? My guess is the brother is paying for the wedding and therefore, you're an opening act, and you go along with it because it's cheap. Close, but now I think things have changed since the initial um, planning stage. But there was a uh, a grandmother who apparently was paying for it to start with, and uh, has a lot of interest in the brother finally proposing to his longtime girlfriend. That's the story, I believe. Uh, if you were at this wedding and you know that story to be incorrect, please update me with the correct information. But that is the understanding. It was so, it, it was somebody on the bride's side of the family who, who pushed it. Right, has to be the only reason you would go into that arrangement is financial. It, it's what I believe. I believe it was some sort of financial. It's not, not even a it's not even a belief. It's got to be a truth. You would think. You would think. <laughs> All right. So anybody listening to this podcast that is at this wedding, I want to know the truth if I'm wrong. Hopefully right, so, get- so you got like intermission, then you go back. Yes. So the whole thing is that you got to get, you got to pay for groomsmen, tuxes. You got to get them there. Now, do they get to change into something other than a tux for the reception? Or do they wear the tux the whole time? Couple of things here. I said tux to because to avoid confusion, figuring if it was more if it was important to you, it would come up. What is actually happening is the we went to the men's warehouse to get uh tuxes, but while they were there, my brother-in-laws, who are identical twins, but they are big boys. They are six four and strong, strong men. They are not gonna look good in a rented tux. And they're the one other, let's call full grown adult uh, groomsman that he's had is also a big guy. My wife's family is big, big people. And he suggested after some long conversation that maybe the groomsman rent the tux, but at least the uh, groom himself goes to this nice, really good um really good tailor and get a custom made suit. But what ended up happening is all of the adult groomsmen got the, got the custom made suit Now I was not shelling out this kind of money for one kid who's still growing and another kid who's not going to have an excuse to wait through 
anytime soon because even if job interviews coming up, not going to need a suit. It's just not that kind of career he's building. So we went and got some cheaper suits, uh, Calvin Klein or Polo or something uh, suits for the boys that uh, they can wear in the future. And as a matter of fact, Alex has worn it already a few times to sharpen it. But uh, yeah, so it's not a tux. Now, can they change, which was your question? There is some confusion about that. There is a fireworks display after the wedding, which we will definitely be changing for because that will be outside. Um, how early we can change is not fully known, but I am bringing. I think it's you know, probably best for the boys not to change. Let them go in their in, in their nice suits to the reception, be a little sharp, and then do whatever they want when the fireworks start yeah. flying. Now it should be noted this is a reception hall that has the hotel connected to it. So at any time, if it was appropriate to change, boom, boom, you change. Yeah, you come back. just go change. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Yes. yes. So, Obi, it's interesting you're talking about a wedding because the other topic I wanted to talk about today does involve couples. Uh-oh. So I recently saw on the internet, and everything you see on the internet is true, I think you're gonna, but I think you're going you're gonna to agree with me. I saw that they did a study. They actually, there was an actual study to see the correlation between social media usage and happiness in a relationship. And the study determined that couples who do not post one another on social media, i.e. you don't post your wife ever or very rarely, right? And she doesn't post you or likewise, are happier than the couples who are always posting each other. Now, I don't know about you, Obi. I didn't need a study to tell me that because I know the people who are posting each other all the time and there's no way in hell they're happy. <laughs> so, otherwise, they would, otherwise, they wouldn't be trying to prove it to everybody. So here's my question. If A posts B, but B doesn't post A, is that the same as A posting B and B posting A? So, I mean, I mean, do you ever really see that? I mean, A usually posts more than B, but when B does post, they're still posting A. So I, I do know this one couple. Uh, a and B were both on social media a lot. And B posted something negative about A on social media. I have not seen B on social media since. Um, it was like the B posted it and it was like, you what that now A will still post pictures of trips they take together and stuff. So I don't know about that. Now, well, there, are, there are couples where they're. Well, I think I think proof of B posting something negative about A is that they're not happy. Well, this was this was a long time ago. This was early, well, yeah, and I think they're happy now. But obviously, B got ass handed to him and uh, stopped posting. Well, that's just dumb. And I'll tell you something else on this whole social media thing. And I know there might be some people listening to this. They're going to be like, that's not me. But if you share a social media handle slash account with your significant other, I put you in the same category as always posting that person. I actually saw something on the Internet that I thought was interesting that anytime I think it was comedian said anytime 
I see a man and a woman sharing a Facebook account. I know one of them cheated. Hey, that that's probably uh, I don't that wow that's that's uh, one of them definitely got DMs they weren't supposed to. That that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not the comedian that said one of them cheated. I'm not the one accusing people of cheating here. But I did chuckle at that joke, and it made me think. Mm. And the thing about me personally, look, I don't share social media handles. It doesn't matter to me. You do whatever you want. But the one thing that does piss me off about people who share the Facebook accounts is when it comes birthday time. Who the hell am I wishing happy birthday? Yeah, I I only have – so I only have one person – who shares a social media account that I can think of. So that must post at least frequently enough. And that person stopped sharing about, oh, over 10 years ago now. And it's the wife. And I only know the husband. Like, husband went to high school. The social media account was both of them. I friended them. The husband is now not on social media, and it's only the wife. And... uh the wife changed the name to only be her as well. And okay, so that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Right, that's going right. in, that's going in a positive direction. Okay, it was a positive now. And so, but when you are the only family member on social media, sometimes I feel like you have to post your spouse so that the rest of the world kind of has a sense of you know what's happening. Which is why I asked if A and B are both on social media, is it different than just Avon, like, hey, look, here's what the family's doing. Because I could almost make the argument that you and Sam must not like each other very much because you're constantly posting her. I'm not in a relationship with her, though. Not that kind of relationship, but you are in a relationship. Uh, no, I a think father-daughter relationship. Father, father and kids is different. The whole point of social media when you're a Gen Xer is to brag about your kids. Oh, okay, but not your spouse. Well, if you're bragging about your spouse, you, there's relationship issues. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay, that's all I'm saying, Obi. All right, all right. Well, I'll have to go. Scrub I'd like to hear what I'd like to hear what other people think, but I, I don't. To, I might have to go scrub all the posts of my wife, or better yet, start posting about my wife. One or the other. Listen, it it's not to say you can't ever post about your significant other, but come on, Obi. You know the people who every freaking post is about their significant other. You know those people. And if you don't, it's because you're being forgetful and you just go on your social media tonight and they're going to quickly pop up. I swear to God to you. So I, I will review tonight. Uh, it, it, there is uh, one person I remember used to post about her husband all the time. We and has now not like like I, and then I do know that there was some trouble in paradise and then. They're still together, and now the posts are just about her and the rescue animals that they find. So it's very possible they went to therapy and worked it out, and they're having a great relationship. Right, you right you now. might be right. I'm I'm saying there may be something to this, or maybe I don't know them that well. Maybe they're still troubled. And they're just having a bad, long, long marriage. These things do happen. You never know. You never right. know. So Obi, I think we're gonna get some feedback on that, and then the last thing I did, well, well, yeah. I got follow up for that because I, All like right. to, I like to play this other game on social media. The you haven't posted anything about your spouse in a while. Are you divorced now? Like there are some people like no traces of the spouse. Did you get divorced? That's a, that's another one which is interesting because that's the game I play. Are they still married? 
I don't think they're still married. Doesn't say married. So, oh, well, if you go check relationship status, that's really the, the one you got to go with. Right, right. You know, the other move I use is when all of a sudden I notice someone's name changes. <laughs> yes. Well, I have one. Of the, this is another one where I was friends with the husband who I knew and then the wife who I never met, only knew through social media. And then the wife's names changed. And then the wife posted about another guy. And I was like, I, I noticed, oh, they're divorced. They didn't never. And so that's when I stopped following the wife because I had no interest in her as, at all. Sorry, person. I didn't never knew. And in posts were not interesting. I you know, stopped following that person. But you're right. There is, I, I, if the study says that, I'm not, I'm not completely off of it. But go on with your next subject. Well, before I get to the next thing, then also I'll, I'll just tag on to that. The, the part about being friends on social media with a significant other of a good buddy of yours, right? or a good friend of yours, but you never met that woman, right? So we're adults here. And so, for example, I've never met your wife, but I am friends with her on social media. Right. So there's a perfect example. If you guys were to get divorced, like who do I stay with in the in the breakup, right? That would, that would be tough. You, I would stay with her on social media and me on the podcast. Yeah, right. maybe we would do that. Then I'd have best of both worlds. Right, but, right. So there are that situations as well, right? That, yeah. And then we we have a fraternity brother who he started kicking people. Off. He started he started unfriending people. I was because one of them. me too. Oh. Because because nobody unfriended his wife quick enough. Apparently, <laughs> when they got divorced, and he put this ultimatum out there, and no one saw it. He started unfriending people. And I got unfriended because I asked him, I said, don't you think you're being a little harsh? Like, I think some of your fraternity brothers probably didn't see your message. And he goes, well, if they really cared about me, they would have seen it. Next thing I know, I was unfriended. <laughs> and I had unfriended the wife. I saw the message. I got rid of her. Well, so, yeah. then, so then I added her back. What the hell? So, yeah. No, it's uh, that is the... Uh... And it's strange because that feels that feels like something much more in tune with some with a younger generation, like the value of the friend on Facebook on the social media. And this person is that we're talking about isn't isn't young by any means, but <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not even young compared to us. Right, right. This person's. Person was the oldest person in the fraternity and nicknamed such. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Obi, we'll get off social media. So, here's just a little quick rant. I, I've never talked about this on the podcast, at least I don't think so. But a year ago, we're talking May of 2022, I got a new central air system installed into my home, right? Old one was probably 20 years old, but worked fine. But I assumed at some point it was going to die. I figured I didn't want it to die in July. And I would have to wait a month to get a replacement. Uh, so I figured, I, or I also figured it was inefficient. So I better get a new one. So I got a new one installed, May of 2022. Wouldn't you know, the thing this, started- uh, dual zone or just one new air conditioner? It's, it's just one, it's central. So there's like, you know, five or six rooms. It's got ducts going to, but it's air handler up in my attic. And uh, this thing in July of 2022, so it worked great May and June, not that humid. As soon as the humidity kicked up in July, the freaking thing starts leaking 
And luckily there's an emergency drip pan underneath with a water sensor. So what happens is it leaks, trips the sensor about every day, and you got to go up into the hot attic, you got to vacuum it out with the shop vac so it works. So obviously this is unacceptable. I had the company come out at least 10 times last summer and they thought that it wasn't getting enough air. They put more holes in my wall. They tried to repitch the sector. And guess what? 10 times still leaking at the end of the summer. But we get into the fall. So it stops leaking, of course, because it's not that humid. It's not that. So we get to this year. I call them up, say we got to fix it. They've been out nine times now this year and they still haven't fixed it. And I tell them, I'm like, don't you think I should just get a new machine? Well, we're afraid if you get a new machine, the same thing will happen. I'm like, does this happen to every machine you put in or is it just this one? Well, it's just this one. I said, so what makes you think it's going to happen to the next one? <laughs> so they had the company reps out this week. They they said, well, it gets shipped with some oil on the coils and oil and water don't mix. That might be why it's leaking. So clean the coils. So they came back today, cleaned the coils, and I'm not sure if it's fixed, but I've stopped paying them for this, and they've been out probably 15 to 18 times. I mean, it, it does sound like 11. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, you, you, you might need to contact someone about the lemon law laws, but these things can be atrocious. When they go bad. Yeah. Thank yeah. God it thank God it puts cool air into my house. That's the only thing that's kept me from killing somebody, probably. Right. But I mean, this guy, my dog knows the service text. Like he doesn't even bark at that. He barks at everybody. He don't bark at them, lets them come in the house. They're like his buddies. The dog the dog knows the service text better than they know your brother at this point. So so Obi, I need them to fix it, right? So I've been right. very measured. In my rants on social media, I've been, I haven't put bad reviews out there about them. The only thing I've done is I've stopped paying, right? And I've threatened to not use them for my oil delivery service. But the question is, once they fix it, how long do I wait before I rip the whole company a new asshole? Well, this is a... See, once it's fixed, I feel like you've lost your opportunity. Now... Um, if you go ahead and you plan on canceling all the, I, I think it's more important to cancel all the services once it's fixed. And so you're no longer working with them. And I think that you can rip apart the, um, company, the manufacturer. I think that is who you should be at now, right now you should be all over the manufacturer. If you recall one of our uh, fraternity brothers, maybe you saw, I had a problem with the major company. And so I simply just shared his story, hoping that that would get a little more traction for it. Of course, it's the kind of company I do business with. So, you know, again, I was safe. Um, but, you know, I think I think you can go after the manufacturer a little bit, especially since they're the ones who really have to replace this now as a lemon law but feel to it. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like once once they fixed it, now they fixed it. Why are you going to yell at them now? I know. I know. I feel the same way. But I'm afraid to yell at them because I need the damn thing fixed. Right. No, you're, you're in a you're – you can't, you can't yell at them because they're – because they're trying, right? It's not like they're not yeah. showing up. They're just failing at oh, attempts at their attempts. Failing, failing miserably. But but by the way, talking about bitching about the manufacturer, they didn't even know this was a problem. This local company tried to fix this on their own a million times before they called the company. So I'm not sure I can even get mad at the company. Right, because 
they came out and the company came out and the first thing he says, did you, did you clean the oil off the... Right, right. Now, if it doesn't fix it, if it's leaking right now, then they're idiots too. And they're all incompetent. Well, and here's the other thing. You have this contract and this service contract. Cleaning the air conditioner coils now on an outside air conditioner is something that every service contract does the first time they come to your house. They just clean the coils. Well, this is not the outside coils. This right, is inside right. the machine. And I don't oh, think that's... Oh, oh, it's not the... No, it's not outside. This is inside. And so apparently the water doesn't drip where it's supposed to. And then it gets blown around the machine. The water leaks from the whole freaking... Anyway, it's a mess. I just wanted to get I... some advice. I'm kind of screwed because I should be ripping them all a new asshole... But then they won't come to my house and I'm never going to get this fixed. Yeah, you. this is <laughs> my a catch 22. Well, what's really funny is Alex's bedroom is right near where they work up in the attic. And she's, you know, she's a teenager, so she doesn't leave her room all morning. So when they come and work, she hears everything. They don't even know she's in her room. And she says to me after they leave, she's like, Dad, A, when are you going to fire them? B, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. The one guy today says, who put this there? And the other guy goes, you did. Oh, I guess I did. <laughs> so Alex Alex has lost faith in me as a father because I haven't fired this company yet. But I told her, here's the problem. If I bring another company in, they're going to charge me to do it. This company is at least fixing it for free. Attempting to fix it for free. Well, you, you get what you pay for. You get what right. you pay for, obviously. Right. That is, that yeah. is problematic. It is problematic. Well, Obi, you know what that company's slogan should be? I, I'm not giving them my slogan. Well, there is no charm in it. They just suck. They just suck. Right. Yeah, they can't have my slogan. You know, you you, you wanted me to you wanted me to end the show there, and I wasn't ready because I had one more thing I wanted to discuss. All right. But they suck, by the way. They suck. And they're yes. not charming. That's right. So I just had uh, the other day, I listened to the radio, and I heard, uh, and it was a uh, adult the, the, on the it was on the car, and electron and the electric thing says uh, adult radio. So you would expect older music. In this case, it was seventies, eighties, and nineties, and there were some pretty pretty calm songs. And then on came. Uh, Sweet child of mine. So, you know, kind of our groove. And then on the adult radio station, it was bad enough that it was Sweet Child of Mine, but it was filed by Snoop Dogg. Ain't nothing but a G thing. And I just want to know when Snoop Dogg made it onto adult radio. I was a little taken aback. I'm assuming Snoop Dogg made it on adult radio and we turned 40. <laughs> About that, I think you're right. I was just not classic rock. Yep. So do yep. Well, young kids probably don't listen to Snoop Dogg, so it makes sense he's on adult radio. You're probably right. I mean, you're probably right. They they you have to be 22 and old enough to buy Corona to listen to Snoop Dogg. Here's the crazy thing about that though, because that's a really good observation about Snoop Dogg being on adult radio. We could probably think about some other acts. Uh, Eminem probably shows up on adult radio too, right? And I mean, I guess all those early 2000s, 90s bands. Makes sense, right? Because we were in our 20s, now we're in our 40s and 50s. So it makes sense they're adult. But one genre of music that really, really surprises me is the classic rock genre. And here's why that genre surprises me, or just makes me go, huh, is that 
in the 80s, when I was growing up, I would my parents listened to classic rock. Now, classic rock could really only go from the 60s to the late 70s, early 80s, if I'm listening to it in the mid 80s, right? So think about it. Classic rock, at one point, it was called classic rock. It was only about 20 years worth of material. Classic rock now has added just another 30 years of material. Yes. It's now it's now 50 years. They didn't get rid of anything. They didn't say, oh, 60s and 70s, you're on an oldies station now, because oldies is still 50s and 40s. Right. Classic rock is still 60s through basically Pearl Jam. Uh, I mean, keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Nirvana will show up on classic rock. So I, that's just an amazing genre that it just keeps getting bigger. When we were listening, there were there and at the time where we were in high school and college, there were songs that were contemporaneous that were making it instantly into classic rock. Like Nevermind, songs from Nevermind just landed in classic rock instantly. They're like, obviously this is the type of song that's going to live forever. It's going to got the vibe. Welcome to the classic rock radio station right away. So I would imagine this. You know, Foo Fighters are still active. I'm sure they have stuff that's on classic rock, right? They're post Nirvana. Oh, I'm sure they do. I, I bet Fallout. I mean, I, I just have to check, but yeah, I'm sure there are songs where they're less than 10 years old that are still on classic rock stations coming right after Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones. Yeah, so it's just amazing to me that a genre that was less than 20 years at one point has now expanded to almost 50 years of, of rock. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But it's also, you know, a good thing. At least some the genres staying around. Well, no, listen, it's not a bad thing. It's just interesting because I think there's other genres that are created to, you know, there's the classic hip hop, right? But but then there's adult, but there's still classic rock. Like they haven't segmented that off. It's just still everything just gets yeah. thrown. So this is it. We're done. Yeah. yeah now, Sirius XM does have a unique uh, twist on classic rock. They have what's called classic vinyl station and classic rewind station. And the classic vinyl station, for those of you who don't know this, is for songs that came out when vinyl was big. And the classic rewind station are songs that came out when cassettes were big. There you go. Pretty soon, they're going to have to have the classic disc station for songs that came out when CDs were big. But I digress on that one. But that is an interesting, you know, splitting up of classic rock. But at the end of the day, classic rock is, is a big thing. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, classic rock doesn't suck. The charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, we are drinking from the garden hose. Can't wait to hear from you next week. 